This is episode 22 of the Magic Detective Podcast. On this episode, I talk about the strange relationship between Harry Houdini and Anna Eva Fay. That and more on this episode of the Magic Detective Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Magic Detective Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Carnegie. I am the Magic Detective, and this is episode 22. Today, I uh, am offering another short episode. This one is about the relationship between Houdini and Anna Eva Fay. And I know I've been promising an Anna Eva Fay podcast episode, and one is coming, but I decided just to pull this moment from her life and give you a little bit of kind of a preview of things to come. Uh, really quick in uh, Magic History news, I would like to thank everybody that is uh, following the podcast on Instagram. I greatly appreciate that. And if you aren't following me yet on Instagram, just type in Magic Detective in the search box on Instagram and m- my page will come up and just follow me. That's all you got to do. That'll be great. Oh, and also, by the way, thank you for all the comments that I've been receiving from people via email. Those are really greatly appreciated. It's nice to know how many fans of the podcast there are out there and how many people look forward to it. So thank you again for uh, sharing all that with me. There is a new Houdini blog and this one I must admit I'm very excited about. It's uh, by Pat Culleton, known to many as Houdini's ghost. Pat is a brilliant writer and a leading authority on Harry Houdini and the site is for owners of the book Houdini the Key that Pat put out a few years ago. It's called, uh, the, the site address is HoudiniTheKey.com. If you happen to own a copy of the book and wish to be part of the group, you can send in a request to join. Head over to HoudiniTheKey.com for more information. I, I expect this to be a hotbed of secret Houdini info, so I'm really looking forward to it. Also in the news, at a recent Academy of Magical Arts ceremony in 2019, Magicana won the Literary and Media Fellowship Award. David Ben and Julie Eng are Magicana, and they are wonderful people. I've not met David, but I have emailed him a few times, and he was very kind to send me some documentation in the mail on a trick I was researching, and I always found that to be extremely generous of him, and thank you again for that. And Julie, I have met briefly at a couple Magic History conferences, uh, and she seems to be equally as kind and thoughtful, and her posts on Facebook and Instagram display that as well. Very proud of both of them. That reward was well-deserved, so congratulations again on that. And now, let's get into today's feature. Anna Eva Fay was a stage medium and mentalist around the turn of the century. She had had a very lucrative career, a very adventurous one as well, and then in 1924, while in the midst of a very busy tour, she stumbled down a flight of stairs and broke her ankle. She was 73 at the time. And she must have taken it as some sort of sign, as she abruptly retired at that point. She returned home to Heathmore Manor in Massachusetts, where she lived. And then, on the morning of July 9th, 1924, 10.30 a.m., Anna heard a knock on the door, and it was none other than Harry Houdini. She had invited him and his photographer into her home. Houdini's cordial visit would last five hours. In the Ken Silverman book on Houdini, he mentions that this photographer also filmed the visit. 
So at one time, there was potentially up to five hours of film footage of Houdini and Anna Eva Faye. But as it stands now, only one single photograph of Houdini and Faye remains, and that's the one that was taken in front of Heathmore Manor where the two of them are standing in front of the birdbath with the uh, the gazing ball kind of uh, looking like a crystal ball. And by the way, in that photo, Anna Eva Faye is balancing on one leg as her maid holds onto her crutches. So a little bit of trivia there. According to the book, The Indescribable Phenomenon by Barry Wiley, Houdini had corresponded with Miss Faye since 1912, and over the course of time, her handwriting had gotten progressively worse. Houdini would often ask in his letters for clarifications of certain topics, uh, which was kind of his way of politely asking her to restate something that he frankly couldn't read in her letters. Um, I was curious about this, so I uh, I looked it up online. I was able to find some of uh, Faye's letters to Houdini, and sure enough, there, there's maybe like a third of the document that is legible. The rest of it is just, it's almost impossible to decipher. Her letters are written in cursive or longhand. And every time I see a document like this, well, my first thought is, and it's really kind of a sad uh, realization that today, 21st century, the U.S. school system has chosen many of them. I, I think there might be a couple in the country, but most have chosen to stop teaching cursive writing. So before long, if not already, there's going to be a whole generation that will not even be able to read historical documents. And, and this document, this letter that uh, Faye wrote to Houdini, is almost impossible to read, even if you know how to read longhand and cursive. During the years that Houdini wrote Miss Faye, he would often send his latest books as gifts. Mr. Wiley points out that the early letters would begin with My Dear Houdini or My Dear Anna Eva Faye, but as time went on, they simply wrote My Dear Friend. And yet, despite their friendliness in letters, this meeting on July the 9th would be the first face-to-face meeting. Houdini, in notes about the meeting, wrote, I stood in the presence of a woman who had fooled the greatest scientists in the world. I doubt she weighed 90 pounds. She looked frail, like a piece of delicate Dresden china, her face without a line, mark, or wrinkle, her hair a straw diamond white, with flashing eyes that penetrated and great big streaks of intelligence would flash in and out. Her presence was dynamic, and it is a small wonder that with her personality she could have mystified the great mental giants of the ages. Not our ages, but of the ages. What did they discuss in this five-hour session of the minds, you wonder? Naturally, Houdini wanted to know various points about her career. This live meeting gave him an opportunity to clarify any points that he might have struggled with in her writings. One thing was certain, she was still struggling with the death of her son. Now, this is a major event, which I'll cover more fully in the actual Anna Eva Faye podcast to come. But suffice to say, any thought of her son would center mentally into despair and grief. And according to the Ken Silverman bio on Houdini, she did tell Houdini that she visited her son's grave often, hoping for a message from beyond, 
but never received one. And by the way, both she and her son are buried in the Wyoming Cemetery in Melrose, Massachusetts, not very far from Heathmore Manor. The family plot features a large stone mausoleum with iron and glass doors. Um, I've actually visited the grave a few years ago and was surprised to see uh, Miss Fay sitting inside looking quite young, actually. And you'll have to check out the upcoming Anna Eva Fay podcast to understand what I'm talking about. Back to Houdini. She spoke to Houdini about a number of her exploits. She brought up one individual, though, who she was very upset with, Claude Conlon, known professionally as Alexander, the man who knows. He built a career out of using Anna Eva Fay's techniques, as well as those of S.S. Baldwin and others. In 1921, he wrote a book called The Life and Mysteries of the Celebrated Dr. Q, in which he exposed the methods of Anna Eva Fay, as well as others. Uh, He was hardly the first to expose Anna Eva Fay, but she held a personal grudge against Conlon, who she felt was a miserable human being. She talked about her test before John Neville Maskelin in England and the famous galvanometer test before William Crookes. Not well known, but she and John Neville Maskelin were actually under the same management while she was in England. And interestingly, Houdini mentions William Crookes and Eva Fay in his book, A Magician Among the Spirits, but he really puts the emphasis uh, on Crookes and Crookes' inability to spot fakery. And the information, by the way, on all that was given to him by Anna Eva Fay. Here's what Houdini had to write. Possibly one of the convincing proofs to him may have been the tricks played on him by Annie Eva Fay. For I am, if I'm not in error, his failure to detect her trickery was the turning point which brought him to a belief in spiritualism. She told me that when Masculine the Magician came out with an expose of her work, she was forced to resort to strategy. Going to the home of Professor Crooks, she threw herself on his mercy and gave a series of special tests. With flashing her eyes, she told of taking advantage of him. But it appears she had but one chance in the world to get by the galvanometer, but by some stroke of luck for her, an evil chance for Professor Crooks, the electric light went out for a second at the theater at which she was performing, and she availed herself of the opportunity to fool him. But the story she told upon his visit was this. From the Barry Wiley book, it says, She said that Crooks had put her in some sort of harness with wires around her body, wires around her neck, even wires on her fingers. And Houdini actually later recalled the test circumstances. He remembered them differently. And Houdini thought she had beaten the galvanometer by cutting a slit in her dress to allow her to hold one of the handles behind her knee, thus freeing one hand. But as it was, all of this was fabricated stories by Anna Eva Fay, and Houdini's theory uh, wouldn't really explain all that happened during the test. It also appears that Anna admitted to being a charlatan and even a thief in her early days, as she would focus on rich men, somewhat seduce them at the time, and then bolt with pockets full of valuables. 
There are also some remarks that uh, come from a friend of Houdini's, Dr. Walter Franklin Prince, a research officer of the Boston Society of Psychic Research, where he basically says that after spending three minutes with Anna Eva Fay, he was far more impressed by her than anything he ever saw Marjorie the Medium do. And speaking of Prince, in April of 1927, he visited Anna Eva Fay at her home, where she proceeded to tell yet another different version of the Crooks story. There's an interesting illustration in the book, The Indescribable Phenomenon, on page 298. It dates to 1911, and it's a cartoon rendering of Anna Eva Fay presenting a seance in some sort of box. Now, fast forward to August of 1924, when Houdini shows up with a cabinet box to use in the tests against Marjorie Crandon, Marjorie the medium. The two boxes are eerily similar. I wonder if maybe this is something that uh, Anna Eva Fay and Houdini talked about during his visit. There's no proof, no word uh, anywhere to imply that, but it's really odd that only a month after Houdini's visit, he would show up in the Marjorie tests with this box that was, like I said, very similar to the one that Anna Eva Fay had used many years earlier. Uh, by the way, their meeting ended at 3.30 in the afternoon. They would see each other again when Houdini invited Faye to be his guest at the Symphony Hall Challenge with Marjorie the Medium in January of 1925. In the Harold Kellogg biography of Houdini, it states that Anna Eva Faye shared her secrets with Houdini and never did she pretend to believe in spiritualism. It's more likely she shared stories with Houdini. How many of them were true and how many of them were false is anyone's guess. Despite her advancing years, it was Houdini who would die first in October of 1926. And Eva Faye would continue on until May 12th of 1927. And that, my friends, is more of a preview of things to come with the upcoming Anna Eva Faye podcast. But I sure hope you enjoyed this particular one that talked about the strange friendship of Houdini and Anna Eva Faye. Incidentally, for those uh, fellow magic detectives out there, if you'd like, I, I encourage you to go on Google and type in Houdini and Anna Eva Faye letter. And there's a number of them, and not just one, but there are several pages of letters that come up. And just see how well you can decipher what is read, because uh, she had some really bad handwriting. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. It's a short one. If you did, please remember to like the podcast and also share it and subscribe if you haven't already done so. Until next time, my name is Dean Carnegie. I am the Magic Detective. Thank you for listening and have a great week. <laughs>